0: You know, I don't want church to become something that we get used to. I don't want His presence, more than that, to be something we just kind of, you know, just another Sunday, just another Wednesday. But I wonder if every one of us today is in the house of the Lord, if we could just focus on the Lord right now and begin to worship Him together. I don't want to leave one person behind right now. I want everybody to get their minds stayed upon Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we do that together as an entire body of believers? Come on, let's worship Him right now. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, we give You the praise, Lord. We give You the honor right now, Father. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to the Lord together. Lord, you're so worthy of all praise, God. Thank you for your blessings, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. We are so thankful for all of our visitors that are in the house. Let's clap our hands for our guests. Amen. Thank you for being here. We want to make sure... Uh, that you feel very welcome, and you feel at home, and that you are so comfortable that you feel to participate, amen, in what's going on in the the house of the Lord. We don't want anybody just to feel like uh, they're outsiders looking in, uh, but we want to make sure that you feel comfortable. That's our number one goal, is to make sure that God has an opportunity to do the work that He is wanting to do in every life that is here today, amen? Praise God. I'd like for you to turn with me to Mark chapter 14 and verse number 27. I do have uh, two portions of Scripture that I'd like to read, and it kind of lays the foundation. That's what I love about the Gospels is it's from different vantage points and viewpoints of the same story. It's the Gospel of Jesus Christ, but Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John uh, had different vantage points. It's almost like they were a witness uh, to what had taken place. I can guarantee you if there's an accident that that takes place on the parking lot, you might have four different angles that it comes from, but uh, hopefully it says the same thing. Uh, We get the same story right, but having a different angle uh, gives us the proper flavor and the direction that I believe that God has for His Word. Amen. Even here today, in the day that we live in, in the present day that we live in, 2018, uh, that God has a message for us And I I, I feel like from this vantage point, first of all, Mark, and then we'll read from Dr. Luke uh, chapter 22. But Mark chapter 14 and verse number uh, 27, it reads, And Jesus saith unto him, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. But after that I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. And Jesus saith unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this day, even in this night, before the cock crow thrice, thou shalt deny me thrice. Before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. But he spake the more vehemently, If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise also shall, likewise, also said they all. So all of a sudden they all jumped on the bandwagon and said, yeah, us too. We're not going to deny you. We're not going to deny you, Lord, but we're going to make sure that we, we are together in this. Let's go to Luke chapter 22 and verse number 31. Luke chapter 22, verse number 31. Reason the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And he said, I, I tell you, Peter. The cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. So there again, we see that Peter is saying, no, I'm not going to deny you, Lord. The Lord saying, Peter, you're going to. In fact, I'm praying for you because this is a big deal that's getting ready to happen in your life. Peter, God's getting ready to do a work in your life. Are you ready for it? I asked Ark, God is getting ready and has already been doing a work in your life. Are you ready for it? It's a good question because I'm talking about the reality of life. I'm talking about how God's going to sometimes bring us through the the grinder, the contrite machine, you can call it whatever you want. But there's times that God brings us through some things. And when it's all said and done... Hopefully, by the time we're getting through that difficult time, that we are still hanging on. Amen. Aren't you glad we can hang on to the Lord? Praise God. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Let's ask Him to speak to our hearts today. God, we love you and we thank you for your many blessings. God, let the glory and the power of the Holy Ghost rest upon us. Lord, I pray, God, that right now that you will loose your spirit, Jesus. Speak to our hearts, God. Open our minds and open our hearts, God that we will receive what thus saith the word of the Lord. And for all this, we give you honor and give you all praise, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord. (laughs) Praise God. You may be seated. Not one mention has been, not one thing has been mentioned about what's going on later on today. And I, uh, that's probably been the goal of many and, uh, So I'm not going to mention what's going on later on, but I'm sure everybody is aware. But in regards to that, I thought I would give you one illustration, uh, maybe just to uh, show you that I'm not unaware of what's going on in the world today. During a Monday night football game between the Chicago Bears and the New York Giants, one of the announcers observed that Walter Payton, the Bears running back, had accumulated over nine miles in career rushing in his yardage that he had he had gained the other announcer remarked yeah and that's with somebody knocking him down every 4.6 yards amen he was a very good running back Walter Payton one of the most successful running backs ever also knew that everyone including himself will be knocked down with different things in life even the very best among us The key to success is to get up and run just as hard when you get knocked down. Amen? I was reading uh, some church history. We'll get more spiritual now this week, and I was reading some church history, and a story that I believe also applies to this message that I'm preaching about was uh, as follows. Young William Wilberforce was discouraged one night after another defeat in his 10-year battle against the slave trade in England. Tired and frustrated, he opened up his Bible and began to leaf through it. A small piece of paper fell out, and it was a letter written to him by John Wesley shortly before he had passed away. Wilberforce read the letter, unless the divine power has raised you up, I see not how you can continue your opposition of this abominable practice of slavery, which is the scandal of religion, of England and also of human nature. Unless God has raised you up for this very thing, you will be worn out by the opposition of men and devils. But if God be for you, who can be against you? Are all of them together stronger than God? Oh, be not weary of well-doing. Go on in the name of God and in the power of His might. Amen. Some pretty good words from a very good man. Our football thought of the day and this little shred of Wesleyan history, I believe that it points to a a greater truth, that the enemy of our soul wants to knock us down and cause us to give up. The great work that we're trying to accomplish for God, the things that he has called us to, the areas of uh, specific uh, callings and ministry that I believe that God has given to many that are in this building today today. I want you to know that we serve an enemy that will do anything he can to stop the church of the living God. And so what he'll do is he'll send an individual demon into your life. You know what demon that could be. You know what demon uh, you might be vulnerable to. You know the area of your life where you might just be a little shaky and, and uh, a little bit open to the attacks of, of, the, of the devil. And so what he has done is he will customize a demon specifically for you. Can I hear the church say amen? Amen. He will do whatever he can to try to uh, destroy the church. He will do whatever he can uh, in specific, uh, uh, in particular, to destroy the saint uh, of the living God. Because we all experience battles in this life. And uh, the truth is is that, that that is not the issue. We know that that is a fact. We know that no matter who you are, I don't care what uh, echelon of society you are part of. I, I don't care what age you are, what gender. Uh, I want you to know that everybody under the sound of my voice uh, is going to go against their battle, in, in particular the battle from the enemy. And we know that whenever we see that, we understand that, that that's going to happen. It's not if it's going to happen. We know when is it going to happen. It's just going to happen. We don't, we don't know how long it's going to be. We don't know how big it's going to be, but we do know one thing. The, the attack will come. Uh, the enemy will be there. The demon uh, will have to be dealt with. Uh, and it's whether or not that we have the ability uh, to get back up after we're knocked down. <laughs> Amen. Well, let me be a little more specific here. You will get knocked down. I love what Brother Andrew just said. Uh, We we don't want help sometimes. We want to do things uh, on our own. uh, But living for God, you cannot do this uh, by yourself. Uh, You cannot go after demons and spirits uh, and knock them out. Uh, You can't get out your gun and start blowing them away. Uh, It's a bunch of spiritual things uh, that we are not qualified uh, to war against. Uh, But we've got a a God, uh, hallelujah, we've got a spirit uh, inside of us uh, that we must muster up uh, and say, God, I've got to have uh, your power uh, and your anointing uh, to fight this battle that I'm up against. Now, if you want the enemy of your soul to rejoice uh, and to dance uh, and you want to give hell a party, uh, hey, man, just don't get back up. Uh, but if you want to come against the enemy and say, hey, devil, you're getting ready uh, to have a bad day here uh, where you thought you could rejoice in, uh, I'm going to lift up my hands to God uh, and I'm going to worship him. Uh, I'm going to give him my everything uh, because I want to give you a bad day. Amen. <laughs> hey, how many want to give the devil a bad day right now? Praise God. God is for us in our battle. These are very simple simple statements that I want to go through in my outline today, but these are very true. The Bible says your enemy the devil, he'll prowl around like a, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to just take us out. He wants to get you to uh, uh, give a, a uh, some attention to some sinful things. He he wants you to fall down in a, in, in a sin somewhere uh, uh, that you might be dealing with. And, and you're battling, you're doing the best you can. Uh, but he just wants to put that sin before you. In fact, the Bible says in Revelation 12 and 9 uh, that he wants the whole world uh, to go astray. Uh, his, his, his goal, uh, his desire is that no man can see God. But I'll tell you what God's desire is. Uh, he wants to make sure that every man sees Him. Uh, hallelujah. Whether they want to or not, they've got a desire, uh, um, amen, that comes within their heart uh, that God plants. And He says, I'm going to give you that small desire, uh, and I want you to nurture that. I want you to focus on it, uh, amen, because I want you to be in heaven with me. I, I want you to be around the throne uh, worshiping me when, when it's time for the church, uh, hallelujah, to be raptured out of here. Amen. Now, for many, this, this enemy, this, this devil, if you will, that I think that the enemy will try to ascend our way, a lot of times in, in our story we see this, and stay with me for just a little bit. I believe it's fear. From our first scripture, it reveals that I believe that Peter had a problem with fear. He had a fear of failing others. And let me tell you, I, I, this why I come to this conclusion Think about his life. Understand that he was the, the one who wanted to be out in front. He was the one that he felt like he always had to have the right answers. He was the one who who uh, promised that, that not I, Lord, will I ever forsake you. Uh, he was the one that said, Lord... Uh, even if it means prison or death, uh, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna uh, deny you. I'm never gonna uh, just uh, turn my back on you. I'm not gonna betray you, Lord. Uh, because I want to be there for everybody else. Uh, I want to make sure that I don't fail them. Uh, and so that way, I that that's why I'm saying I'm gonna be with you till the very end, Lord. Uh, and so I, I believe that I might be going a little bit out on the limb here, but I believe that Peter was voicing uh, the very fear that he had. I think that the very thing that he was afraid of, and he he tried to hide the most because Because Peter was a bombastic man. Uh, He was a man that was always out in front. He was the man that was trying to walk on water. But yet, I believe within his heart, uh, he had a fear that was just trying to grip a hold of him. Uh, Amen. I believe that because of this, uh, he was saying things that he would normally uh, maybe not say. Uh, Hallelujah. He was a man that was saying, God, uh, I will never, ever allow fear uh, to get in the way of living for you. Uh, But yet, he was voicing uh, the very thing, uh, hallelujah, that I believe that he had uh, a Uh, 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 that he was talking about that he was trying to hide. Uh, He was revealing it. He was talking about it in abstracts. He was the the one bringing it up. A lot of times they'll say anybody that talks about something very strongly uh, and they're very convicted about it, uh, that might be their very demon. Uh, That might be their very weakness uh, that they're trying to overcompensate uh, and hide, uh, amen, from anybody to find out. But but Peter was letting the Lord know that God, uh, I I want you to know that I'm never going to deny you. I'm going to be the one that's going to be there uh, no matter what. Uh, but Jesus looked at Peter, uh, and he said, Peter, you've got to understand something right now. Uh, you are being sifted. Uh, there's a work being done here in the spiritual realm uh, that you don't even have an idea of what's going on. Uh, it's so bad, Peter, uh, that I'm praying for you. Uh, amen. As your Lord and Savior, uh, I'm praying for you. I am interceding for you, because I know uh, that there's going to be a sifting process uh, that's going to take place. Uh, start looking at exactly what sifting means. Uh, it's basically the Separating the smaller from the larger. Uh, A little more specific definition is this uh, sifting is scrutinizing, uh, it's separating the good uh, from the bad. Uh, Another version of scripture says it like this uh, Satan has demanded the right to test you, uh, as a farmer does when he separates uh, the wheat from the husk. Uh, Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you there's a lot of sifting that can go on, uh, whether it be in a church or a home uh, or a family. Uh, God begins to separate. Uh, He says, I'm tired of this. and I'm going to get to the core truth uh, of what needs to be accomplished here. Uh, and so, God, Amen. By His grace uh, and by His mercy, uh, He will walk into your life, uh, and He will begin separating things that's unnecessary. Uh, he'll start separating like a fire, like I, uh, like we heard in the lesson today uh, that Jalen taught. Uh, that fire will burn and destroy uh, that dross, that stuff that ought not to be there. Uh, and God says, "I love you so much uh, that I'm going to put you through a sifting process. Uh, all those things that are down in there." don't belong. uh, Hallelujah. I'm going to be, you're going to be so pressured. uh, You're going to feel the pressure so strong uh, that it's going to start coming to surface. uh, And God says, okay, we don't need that anymore. uh, And we don't need that anymore. uh, But let me tell you what happens in the process. uh, Sometimes people can't take uh, the sifting process. Amen. And it gets wearisome and it gets hard and it gets tiring. Uh, amen. The emotion that it takes to be able to deal with the sifting process. Uh, hallelujah. What happens is that people don't want or they get tired. Uh, they don't want to get back up or they can't get back up. Uh, my message today is this uh, you've got to get back up uh, in the midst of whatever you're going through right now. Uh, you've got to continue on uh, and say, God, I want to make heaven my home. Amen. Let's go to scripture for just a little bit to back me up here. Luke chapter three and verse number sixteen says, "John answered, saith, saying unto him, them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. There's that word again, and fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor." Hey, man, we were starting a fire the other day, and I was trying, I got a good one going. It was a little bit kind of getting away from me uh, some, and so I got some help to make sure it didn't get away uh, from me. But, but what happened was the wind started blowing. There was that, that waving of the, of, the, of the fan, if you will, from Scripture. You want to get a fire going real good, uh, get a fan. Start blowing on it. Start working on it. Try, try to, you know, uh, uh, get a, a breeze blowing through, and, and you'll feed that fire. It's not going to be a little fire before long, uh, but it's going to be a big raging fire. Uh, and the Bible says that, that he began to, to fan the flame. He said, okay, we're going to really do a work here. Uh, God's saying, I'm going to do a work in your life, and it's going be, to be a little fire. Uh, it's not going to be a little candle, uh, but I want to do a big work in your life uh, to where you are changed from your very core. And so our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, begins to flam that flame. And it says it like this, And he will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat into the gar- his garner, uh, but the chaff he will burn with fire unquenchable. The things that are left over in your life that don't belong, uh, what we want to really do is say, God, take it away. You know, take away the... Take away the ash, take away the dross, uh, take away the stuff that really doesn't belong, Lord, in my life or in my heart, and and just remove it from me, God. I don't want to deal with this stuff anymore. uh, And God begins to do that. But in order to do that, uh, He's got to put us through the fire. Uh, He's got to make sure that that stuff is burned out of us. Uh, In other words, we're not just laying at the altar and then picking up before we go home. Uh, He says, No, this is a different process. Uh, In fact, this process is not going to be while you're at church, Uh, it's not going to be on a Wednesday or Sunday while you're worshiping me and having a grand old time at the altar. Uh, But this is going to take place on Monday and Tuesday uh, and Thursday and Friday and Saturday uh, when you're all by yourself uh, and you know you're dealing with things. Uh, Who you really are is what you are in private, right? Uh, When you're all by yourself, uh, you're going to find out who you are. uh, And there's going to be a fire that begins to burn in your life. uh, And we ought to say, thank you, Jesus, for that. Uh, God, burn that stuff out of me. Uh, Make sure that I make heaven my home more than anything else God I don't want to be comfortable I want to go to heaven more than anything else can I get a witness right now hallelujah hallelujah Amen. I have always thought that this separation process, uh, it was a matter of persons. And I believe it is, but I also believe uh, that it can also be sin in our life. Uh, It can also be weights that does so easily beset us. Uh, It can be the things that just kind of gets in the way uh, of us being what God really wants us to be. Amen. I'm talking about the highest level calling uh, that God has for the church. Uh, God says, I'm going to separate that stuff from your life. Uh, I love whenever God purges. I don't like when he does it here or in my life, but I love when I know uh, that he's separating and purifying his church. Uh, I don't like the process a whole lot, uh, but I do like the finished product. Uh, I always like the church better after there's been a good purging going on. Amen. How about you? Aren't you thankful? I don't like going through it. I don't like that purging process. Uh, but I do like the church better after God gets a hold of it and God purifies and God does the work. But it's not just the, the purging of an entire group of people. But it can also be that sin and those things, that wait, if you will, that, that will keep us from being what God has, uh, has called us to be with a high calling. And so we, we've got to acknowledge what it may be that we, that we may need to overcome. We need to look at it for what it is. And, and that's why this fasting that we do a couple times a year as a church body is, is so important. Because you look at things different. You're, you're, not, you're not looking at things in, a, in your own bias and opinion and, and comfort. But instead you're getting out of your comfort zone. Amen? Amen. And you're looking at things in a way that's not as uh, it used to be or, or in, a, in the same, you know, same old, same old look. But you're you're out of your comfort zone. You're looking at the spiritual side, and God's beginning to talk to you, and, and you can truly take inventory of your life. Uh, you can look at it for what it is and say, you know, that just is that really necessary? Is that something I I need in my life? Is that is that weighing me down? Is it become an idol that we heard about in our lesson? Is it something that uh, demands too much focus in my in my life? And so we need to look at our weakest area. We need to look at it and say, God, uh, you do the work in that area. That area that I'm unable to do by myself. God, I I want you to look at it. I want you to take control of it. Amen. But we need to understand that in the process of all these things that we don't really like to to talk about and maybe even listen to being preached, that when it's all said and done is that Jesus is with us so we can't overcome. Amen. Jesus said it like this. He said, but... But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. He said, he, Jesus knew the greater issue. What, what's the issue here? Is it the, is it the sin? Is it the weight? Or is it the lack of faith? Is this, what, what's the issue here? Is it about the, the difficulty you're going through? Or is it the faith? And Jesus, he understood what the real problem was. He he knew the major issues that we face in life uh, every day. He understood. He, he became a man for uh, 33 and a half years. He understood uh, all the, the things that we went through in all points. The Bible says he was tempted as, as we are, but yet he was without sin. So so he had, had to endure humanity. He knew what it was like uh, to wear flesh. Uh, he knew what it was like to become weary. Uh, he knew what it was like to become frightened. Uh, he knew what it was like to become maybe a little bit insecure or, or unaware of what was around the next corner uh, he understood those things because he he wore flesh uh, like you and i did uh, but the ultimate goal was that not the trials of life that they would that they, that they would be there it was that the trials of life would steal our faith that was the problem amen we can help anybody with anything in this church whatever they go through we can help them through it Believe me, after 20 years or so, almost 20 years, I've seen a lot of different types of sins and weights and battles. And you know what? There's There hasn't been a one of them that I've been afraid of that God could not handle. Not, not a one of them. Not, not even one of them. But I'll tell you, the battle is this. This is the problem. It's when somebody...